It's great to have you back with us. This is Death Taxes and Duval, Baloo and Carline right after the NFL draft. Uh, Hayes, let's let's begin with you. Um, overall, did you did you give it a grade? If so, where'd you go? I think it's got to be an A. I mean, I, I got to be honest, Rick. If it was Trevor Lawrence and eight sock puppets, I think I would have given right. it an A. I mean, to me, it's. I think they found a player at one that. It's going to change the franchise for 20 years. Now, you'd love to think that there's some other pieces in this class that will stand out. Um, We know the league tells us that they drafted nine guys. If they get four of them right, they've done an unbelievable job. Um, But it's not the direction I would have gone in terms of the the draft after Trevor. But there's numerous paths to success, and I think the way that they chose – Makes a lot of sense. I love Travis Etienne, what he can do. Um, I think he's somebody that his rookie year can go over 1,400 yards of, of yards from scrimmage. I think he supplants James Robinson. Uh, I don't think it'll be a 50-50. I think, uh, I think the offense will run through Etienne in terms of the, uh, a lot of the ground game stuff. Um, and, you know, and then it, it sort of became some developmental from there. And, again, you have to keep in mind that uh, as much as I draft for – let's win week one, um, you know, these are four-year contracts. So a guy like Walker Little, you know, ideally you're not going to see much of him this year, but in 2022 uh, you might be really glad that that he was chosen. So, you know, I thought there was a lot of good. Loved uh, Tufele in the fourth round, the defensive tackle. Um, you know, the, the latter stages of the draft, I mean, that's really just throwing a dart at a board. So no major complaints there. You know, but for me, I can't wait to watch Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Yeah, and you know, to me, this is going to be very interesting. Uh, there are people out there who firmly believe you do not get a running back in the first round. You, you just don't. And you asked me a month, five weeks ago, if the position set itself up where the Jags could get ETN at 25, would I like it? My, my answer to your question was yes, and I, I got criticized mightily. Uh, by Jaguar fans for this. Uh, There are those who think that James Robinson got screwed here. I mean, the guy went 1,400 plus in 14 games undrafted. I got to look back at Urban Meyer's comments. I got to look back now at Trent Baalke's comments. They they both absolutely, um, you know, were able to address what James Robinson did and yes, how he's part of the plan. But it wasn't like an overwhelming, you know, we've got a back and let's get ready to build a statue. It was crystal clear that they needed a compliment. And and now this may be better than a compliment. Um, I'm interested to see, can you have James Robinson behind Trevor Lawrence? Can you put Travis Etienne, you know, in the slot? Um, does it end up happening the way that you described it when we look at the touches per game? Despite what Robinson did a year ago, is ETN now the featured back, not necessarily a slash player as he's been described, or a third down back as he's been described. He's never been that in his career. Never been that, and and I think it's it's one of those things too that you know, and this this is uh, you know, this holds true for Tyson Campbell and that selection at thirty three. Urban Meyer has prioritized speed, and I think one of the first things they did is they took the guys at positions and where speed is of utmost importance, so I'm not counting the the offensive line, but of the guys that you really count on speed being their defining trait of their position, I think they identified them, and I think they identified the two slowest is James Robinson and Trey Herndon. 
And they said, we've got to have more here. We've got to have more explosion. I mean, Urban was very clear. We're not going to be able to rely on 12-play drives to consistently win at this league. Well, that's what James Robinson is. Yep. Now he's very good at it. Sure. And I'm not trying to, you know, I mean, I, I think there is certainly a role for James Robinson. I'm excited to see where he can go. But you're going from a, a guy in James Robinson who's a 4-6-4 guy to a guy in Travis Etienne that's a 4-4-4 guy. Uh, the 10-yard split's even more ridiculous uh, in terms of the separation between the two, acceleration. And it's the same thing at, with Tyson Campbell at nickel. I mean, Trey Herndon is just not fast. He's got a lot of uh, good traits that's allowed him to survive in a league that most don't when they're undrafted uh, coming into the league. But you're now going from a guy who doesn't run well for the position to a guy that just ran a four three six at six foot one. Um, so again, the traits and, and obviously Tyson Campbell started a lot at Georgia, twenty four games. He's battle tested. Um, I think that that was my primary takeaway once we got beyond Trevor is identifying two positions that Urban Meyer looked at and said, "We have got if we're going to be a fast team, then you got to have a fast running back." And you got to have a fast. You got to have all your corners that are going to be on the field have got to be burners. Well, Henderson and Griffin are, and now you add Tyson Campbell to that. That's Hayes Carline. I'm Rick Ballou. This is Death Taxes and Duval, brought to you by our good friends over at Patriot Roofing. Give Marky phone call. Um, you know whether it is commercial or residential, uh, just turn around and and give him a phone call. Again, the best way to reach him is nine eight two forty fifty two. That is Patriot Roofing Services. Yeah, those guys are awesome, and uh, we appreciate the law office of Stephen Doty. Another awesome guy, huge Jags fan. He's excited about where this is going. And if you if you have an issue with uh, bankruptcy, if that's a, an avenue you're thinking of exploring, Stephen's a great resource for that. Uh, if you got a stimulus check recently, you can retain Stephen's services for $1,400. He prides himself on being affordable. So you can reach out to Stephen Doty at 416-8328. Let's get back to the uh you know the the third round pick and and Jacksonville elects to go's defense and and select a corner uh, as you just mentioned out of uh out of Georgia. As soon as I saw the pick, you know, my initial reaction was what is going on with CJ Henderson? And you know, I know it's been a conversation piece that we have talked about uh, time and again, and and we just don't know. But as soon as that selection was made, what was your thought process? Yeah, I I really thought I, I they like C.J. Henderson, so it wasn't so much to me about uh you know any sort of um any sort of attitude of being down on C.J. Henderson. I I think to me it's just this is where the league is. I mean, this is the I guess this is the best way that I can compare it. If you had taken a receiver in the top ten one year. And then the next year, you paid a receiver in free agency. You might still draft a receiver in the second round. I mean, in this day and age, you've got to have three receivers that you can count on. I I think it's the same at corner. I mean, I I, I don't think it's ridiculous to invest the 33rd pick in a guy that for now you believe is the nickel. I know that's been traditionally a 65-35 split, but I think the more it goes along over the course of Tyson Campbell's rookie contract... It's going to get more tilted. It's going to, I mean, I think we're not that far away from it being 80% of the snaps your nickel plays. And, you know, to me, I just, I think you need three guys. CJ Henderson hasn't proven he can make it through a, a season. So, from a durability standpoint, maybe there's something to it in terms of, of, of that. But, um, but I, I think I, 
I think they feel like Henderson, Griffin, and Campbell try and get separation on that. And and to be honest, maybe it makes sense also in this they weren't going to get an impact rusher, obviously. But I I overrated Barmore. I mean, it's clear from what happened in the draft that Barmore is probably not going to be this impactful interior pass rusher right out of the gate. Well, if you can't find that, and if the edge class isn't maybe what you thought, I mean, Ojolari plummeted mm-hmm. to 50, then maybe the plan was, look, we're probably not going to be able to really help our pass rush, but let's at least get the quarterback maybe patting the ball a little bit in the pocket and let's have three corners that are really hard to get away from. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Herndon. He's a corner. You still got Sidney Jones. All of a sudden, there's a little bit of depth there. I think fans uh, listening, Jaguar fans, I mean, what immediately came to mind with Tyson Campbell was the game that was played here against Florida. He got really ripped up that day against two first-round picks, one of them the fourth selection in the draft. He he's He does need some real good coaching. He's not a tremendous coverage corner at least that's what i read in every single scouting report however he played safety in high school he's played slot and he's been on the island he loves the blitz he's very physical and he's got length he's six foot one and a half nearly 200 pounds he's certainly got the measurables so and i'm not taking anything away from georgia but this is now his full-time job where he'll get more coaching and hopefully better coaching he absolutely has a chance. Yeah, I think so. And and again, uh, you know, I, I think when you now look at the the defense as it has been reconstructed in the secondary, you add you know Rayshon Jenkins, Shaq Griffin, uh, Andre Cisco, who I mean, unbelievable numbers. I can't wait to watch I him mean, play. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable numbers, and it, they feel like he'll be healthy. Um, you add a Tyson Campbell. They they've been slow. I mean, it has been a slow secondary since you know the glory year of 2017, where you had a dominant athlete in Jalen Ramsey, and you had a very good corner in AJ Boye. But since then, they have gotten slower back there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, I think that was an area where Urban Meyer looked at it and said, "I mean, th- this has to be completely re- rebuilt." He used "rebuilt" for the tight end position, which is funny because they haven't done that at all. But the position that they absolutely have completely rebuilt is the secondary. A big part of the book on Trent Baalke in San Francisco was his ability to trade up, trade down. Also, a history of drafting guys who were either currently injured or had gone through a significant injury earlier in their career. Bam! Same thing happens here. Walker Little, certainly Anthony Cisco, even Campbell we talked about, I believe, missed five games. I mean, and he also, I, I thought, in my opinion on this, threw a little bit of a curveball to us in the pre-draft meeting when he seemed to really look down on guys who opted out, yet he took a couple of those players. So, you know, what did you, first time you have a job, second time you have a job, you do things a little bit differently the pattern felt the same to me in that particular situation. Very, you know, very much the same thing what he did with the 49ers. Yeah, I think so. And what do you think that means for Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor as we move on with Walker Little? Do you think they're in danger yes. of losing that job this year? Or is this a 2022 insurance policy? I got to believe with that pick right now, that is open competition. I hate open competition. I mean, I down the road in Tallahassee, they're going to have four quarterbacks taking snaps trying to figure <laughs> out who's going to be opening up against Notre Dame. I hate it in situations like that. But when you're talking about a tackle and you're talking about protecting 
Trevor Lawrence. I have said all along, I'm not a huge Cam Robinson guy. I give him credit for signing the franchise tag, and you know apparently he's there and he will be there. I also believe he was told, you're not going to get $13, $14 million anywhere else. You better sign this contract and, and get in. But you know they allowed 44 sacks last year, 18 on Juwan Taylor's side. So I think the best case scenario, he's played one game, Walker Little, since 2019. If he comes in and makes a difference, I think one of two things happens. There's a possibility if he won the left tackle job that Cam Robinson could move inside. I know he's been a left tackle his entire career. Could he possibly go to right guard? Uh, The other thing is he could, if he goes to the right side and has a better camp, Put Jawan Taylor on the bench. Yeah, and and I to me that's going to be one of the more fascinating things. And we don't normally watch, at least I don't, offensive line in training camp unless they're they're doing the one on ones with the D line, and that's like the best part of camp. But for the most part, you don't. I I think most of us don't. And with Trevor arriving, and I mean, I don't know how often I can tell you that my eye is going to be on the offensive line when they're working by themselves. But that will be really intriguing to see how that works, and if Walker Little can shake off the rust. I mean, this is a guy that, again, there's a lot of guys we can say this about, so I'll I'll throw that caveat out there. But with Walker Little, it really doesn't seem to be a cliche. It really does seem like the belief is from the the scouting community, if he had returned to Stanford and played and been healthy this coming season, you're talking about a guy that probably was going top 15, if not higher, in the draft. So, um, you know, Trent Baalke is the guy that – you know, seeing sees the dinged refrigerator that's you know marked down a little bit and says that's it, mm-hmm. that's the one I'll take. And uh, you know, and and again, I think that's a strategy that with in Walker Little's case, I think can really work out for the Jaguars because there isn't a huge rush. But I'm with you. To me, it's the other part of it. Looking long term, is the odds that Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor both have good enough seasons to where the Jaguars feel like these are our guys moving forward. The odds of both those things happening together, I mm-hmm. think are like 30%. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't think it can be discounted, but I don't think collectively, it, I think one of the two could happen. I think Jawan Taylor has a good year, Cam Robinson, so, so they move on or vice versa. But, um, but, and I think that's why Walker Little is here. And, and so, but that'll be a lot of fun to see. Absolutely. Does he push? Does yeah. he push somebody at that spot? And, 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 you know, if they both have a good year, then that's a great thing. That's, that's a good problem to have. I mean, all of a sudden you look at some positions and, and there's going to be some incredible battles in camp. I mean, on paper, this is a much better roster than what we've seen around here the last couple of years. Let's stay on the defense now. With you know, with a three-four, the interior, the big ends, the pass rushes when they come up on nickel, uh, the linebackers. We already spent you know a, a great deal of time on the contain. I, I think we feel good about the back half. Let's talk about the front seven after the draft now, and, he, and even yesterday, letting a guy like Giles Harris go. I thought he was serviceable. That's kind of the point I'm trying to make. This is a better roster. I I didn't think he was the problem last year. I mean, he was, what, their third guy at that position, but um, I thought he did a, a decent job. He he was sent packing yesterday. How about that front seven? Do they have enough bodies? They don't, but I don't know really how they would have solved it. I mean, it just it it just doesn't seem like it was it was shallow anyway uh, at the defensive tackle spot. I think they did well uh, to get 
uh, to Fele, uh, where they got him. He's somebody that I think can help them immediately in a 15-20 snap, uh, you know, a game kind of role. Um, but it is remarkable the defensive turnover that that they have now had. I mean, you look at the arrivals of Shaq Griffin, Ray Robertson-Harris, Damian Wilson, Rayshon Jenkins, uh, Campbell that we talked about, Malcolm Brown, uh, Cisco, Jihad Ward, uh, Tufele. I mean, that is a lot of new bodies. Uh, is it enough? No, I don't think it is. I think if they're going to be successful this year, if they're going to have a winning record, I think they're going to have to outscore people. Trevor Lawrence is going to have to be brilliant as a rookie. And uh, ETN's going to have to be in the mix for, you know, offensive rookie of the year and things like that. But um, but defensively, it's not enough, but I think it's vastly improved over what they had. I mean, what, Geno Atkins? I know he's had injury problems. What, Sheldon Richardson? Those mm-hmm. are just a couple of names that, that come off the top of my head. Um and I'm sure there's a there's a list of others, and and you know I I wouldn't be surprised if we see perhaps someone else uh, get released at one point. I, I I do wonder if they can go find a guy that they can plug in 15, 20 plays a game. Yeah, and and again, that's where this whole reduced cap thing could factor in and help the Jaguars. You know, once we get into the summer, um, it still is amazing to me how many teams are under like six million to work with. Yeah. And so, you know, do you see something as as teams start to sign their draft classes? Uh do you start to see some guys uh hitting the market? And again, I think it's a position the Jaguars have the most cap space in the league still. So to me, they should absolutely be uh looking to make, I would say, multiple mm-hmm. acquisitions in terms of players that can come in and if not start, be guys that are the, you know, co-starter or you know a guy that is a very good rotational player we'll wrap with tight end Hayes but let's again same question offensively we just thoroughly looked at the offensive line it appears they have enough bodies there uh certainly they're loaded right now at running back how about wide receiver what's your opinion there now with that position I like receiver I I like uh you know Chark and uh Marvin Jones's addition I think he brings some savviness some reliability for Trevor Lawrence I like Chenault um you know ETN will certainly help the pass game so I you know I I feel pretty good with where they are at receiver um and I again I think that's where Urban Meyer's arrival helps with development. Um, Sanjay Lau being the receivers coach, I think helps with the development. Um, I, I think they'll be explosive. I think the biggest thing is, you know, they'll have Trevor throwing them the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that in itself is a, uh, uh, just a tremendous, um, difference. At least that's what Jaguar fans do hope. Uh, just a cliff note version because, you know, you and I will go into great detail on this over the summer, but you and I seem to think a little bit differently about ETN and his role coming right in. You, you think he is the guy. Any chance of two backs being used? You know, a Robinson ETN backfield, or if not, you know, certainly Robinson behind Lawrence and moving around, using him as the slash ETN in, in kind of the slot role here offensively. Yeah, I think they've got a lot of options. If they want to use the Saints model of Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, they certainly could. Or, you know, now you see it with in Cleveland with Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. Um, that could be uh, where they're headed with this. I just think Urban Meyer wants, I think Urban Meyer looks at it and says, why would I hand the ball to a guy 
who runs a four six something when I can hand the ball to a guy who runs a four four. I, I just I I just think it's you know it, I I just think it's one of those things that and you look at like Meyer's career at other places like he always gets to the speed guy at some like at some point he may inherit the guy that's not overly fast yeah. but eventually he's getting to the speed guy and I think that's what he's done here and, and again I like James Robinson and he did an amazing job but it's been a tough off season for James Robinson they signed Carlos Hyde who say what you want about his brief tenure here is an accomplished running back. And then they go and draft Travis Etienne. I mean, what a humbling experience for this uh, man. Unbelievable. I mean, we were there at the draft on Thursday and he's out. He's on the stage. He's on stage with Shark and Chenault and Josh Allen. And, you know, they, they all know Trevor's coming and they're all amped up and yelling Duval. And then what, two, two and a half hours later, the name Travis Etienne is called. He he's he, he is a humble young man, almost unassuming at times. But I I gotta believe right now that um, that had to have hurt him. Now maybe that's a good thing. Maybe, he's already worked as hard as he can. Maybe he works even harder to prove others wrong this year. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be fascinating, uh, you know, to see how the the backfield touches are, are spread out. And and again, I think James Robinson deserves to have a role. I just think where Meyer wants to go with this he instead of the, he doesn't want to drive summary of 12 plays 80 yards 657 I mean he loves that but he, he knows he can't count on that what he can count on is four plays 80 yards minute and 45 because Travis Etienne just went 68 yards I can show Urban Meyer from the last three years three plays four yards taking one minute and 16 seconds off the clock. <laughs> Jaguars yeah. did way too right. much of that. Yeah. Let's wrap with tight end. They did not address that until late with Luke Farrell. Uh, the Tim Tebow rumors are out there. The trade, uh, you know, for Zach Ertz or or possibly, um, what, Hayden Hurts. Uh, th- there's a lot of names. There's a lot of guys. What do you believe is going to happen here at tight end? I would go Zach Ertz. Uh, my guess is it's not going to require that lucrative of a pick by the time we get closer to camp. Um, you know, I, I, Zach Ertz to me is 30. He's got a lot of good football left. I mean, they're working out a tight end that's about to turn 34. So I can't imagine that a 30-year-old would scare them off. Uh, and to me, I just, I want a player that has some savvy at that spot for Trevor Lawrence. And you look at Ertz, he's got 561 career catches over 6,000 yards. Um, he's just, he's seen it all. And that's what I think they need. Uh, I am worried about, I'm not worried about Trevor, but I am worried about the environment that they're putting around Trevor and, until they prove that they've done a good job of it. And right now, I don't think you can be pleased with the environment that they've put around him at tight end. Yeah, that's fair. It's It certainly sticks out right now. I mean, there's not a pass-catching tight end in this group. Uh, I got to believe the thinking is, well, we want an extra man in to pass block uh, for Trevor Lawrence, and you know they have that with a guy like Manhurts. But when it comes to catching the football, you know I like O'Shaughnessy. He 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 does a nice job, but you know let's let's be honest here. At best, he's he's your third tight end. So they still have to go out and get the pass catch tight end, and I hope that's something they do here in the next couple of weeks and or months uh, up until camp gets underway. All right, we got uh, much to do next week. Anything yeah. else that, uh, that that caught your eye here well, over the weekend? Well, I caught my eye that you had a birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, yes, yeah, Did you yes. have a good one? Yes, yes, I did. I uh, snuck in a little golf nice. uh, today. And, um, yeah, 
um, absolutely fun day, and uh, it's uh, it's great to make it to the age of fifty four. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Happy I mean, birthday! I, I figured the way it's going for me, that's what half my life. <laughs> that's right. Put absolutely. me down for one oh eight. Yeah, that's that's a good number. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, what me and Bryson the Shambo, right? <laughs> He's gonna live to his one hundred and thirty. Right. Yeah, uh, for crying out loud. All right, uh, we do want to say thank you uh, to our sponsors for. Uh, bringing us death taxes and Duval. Yeah, thanks so much to the law office of Stephen Doty. Uh, you can reach Stephen at 416-8328. Uh, he handles family law. If you're uh, getting ready to go through a divorce, uh, Stephen can certainly help you with that. Or if you had a divorce and, and you want to get it amended, things have changed, you're not making as much, uh, Stephen is a great resource for that as well. For bankruptcy or family law, uh, get in touch with Stephen Doty at 416-8328. He is a huge Jaguars fan, as is my buddy Mark over at Patriot Roofing Services, whether it's residential or if it's commercial with financing available. They have all the top brands, all the top models. Give him a phone call today. That is 8, 982-4052. 982-4052. Fifty-two Hayes Carline. You can get him on Twitter at yeah Hayes Carline. H a y s c a r l y o n. He is with you each and every day from three to six. My name is Rick Baloo. I am on after Hayes at six. You can get me on Twitter Baloo ten ten x l for Hayes. I am Rick. We'll do it again next week right here on Death Taxes and Duval.